Science. Hello and welcome to Probably Science. My name is Andy Wood. I'm Matt Cashin. I'm Jesse Case. Um, and you know, this is it. This is the New Year's Bonanza, guys. Ooh. Yeah, is this is this coming out? Is it is this coming out pre-New Year's Eve or post-New Year? Um it doesn't matter. It, That's why it's the New Year's Bonanza. Like, yeah, we, I'm, we, I'm, we, I'm, we my resolution get this out before new year's so okay yes. yeah because we don't we don't yet know whether um the whole of the world has been affected by the 2024 computer bug yeah the right. y the y24 <laughs> um bug that's gonna happen yeah so hopefully um, there's still flights and such but uh this is it yeah well listen we've we've got we've got an awesome guest uh she is a comedian a canadian uh, a a former professional dancer and a very soon to have a brand new special out. Kim Vicker, how are you, Kim? Hey, I'm good. I was waiting for another C word. I was just like, okay, we <laughs> yeah, got we got a thread going there. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, can, you can say some body part names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, what part of Canada, Shin? Kim? Uh, I was born in Vancouver, but raised in Toronto. Okay, I was born in Kingston. Oh, okay. I was just right over there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sick. Shit, Canada. Yeah, doing them yucks runs, boy. Oh, okay. You're a yuck yuck man. No, I'm not a yuck yuck man. I did one yuck run <laughs> uh, so long ago that I... You did a yuck singular? I did a yuck sing... Why? Has something happened political? Is there something I should know about? I don't know anything about... I... Yeah, I have no idea. Well, there was like some judgment there. Like, oh, you're a yuck yucks guy. I just you thought... know, like, I didn't know if it was like, uh, has it turned seedy? Are you Canadian as well? I'm a dual citizen. I've, I've lived in the States my whole life. So... Because I know Americans, if they go to Canada for stand-up, they can't have a DUI. I don't know about dual citizenships. It's just a random thought that I had. Sorry. Hang on. What, okay. So this is this is interesting. I've had a DUI. Oh. Uh, you ha- you have to um you have to. I was walking. We've discussed it on the show before. I was like the only guy that's ever gotten one walking. But doesn't matter. The point is, uh, it's ten years. You have to wait ten years, and then you can go. Yeah. For Canada to work in Canada, so it's a ten-year thing. It's a ten-year thing. But if even with your Canadian, that's what that's what I think. Like a Canadian, no, they, they have to let me. They have to let me in. Fair, because um, I'm a birth citizen. Um, but they're like, "Hey, don't drive, eh?" And I'm like, "I wasn't gonna, <laughs> drive. you know, like, come on." It's like come Florida. On, Canadians can't drive in the fast lane in Florida. Why do I know all these <laughs> random things? I'm so sorry. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What's I don't even know the what? reference. There, so there's some dumb laws in different places and in Florida, and it may just be a certain town in Florida, but Canadians are not allowed to drive in the fast lane because like in the 60s or 70s, it was the most, they the, those were the people who were creating the most tickets or accidents, so they just put it on the books. I don't think they actually like check, but legally, it's one of those random laws that wow. don't it's get used. Illegal. Is that one of those yeah. laws that like those weird laws from around the world that you know were just written for one person? Yeah, like it, it says Canadians generally, but it actually means Tony. Right, <laughs> right. It's just some, some, some. You're on the city council. Someone slept with your wife, and now there's a law that yeah. zookeepers yeah, are not allowed in Scranton or whatever. But they only give names <laughs> certain things, like you know, there's the Amber's law, Amber Alert. Sure, but I, I think they should do it for every. If there's a specific, like, did you know it's illegal to mail human shit? Oh uh, yeah, it's Gary's law. Yeah, yeah Gary's <laughs> law. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, good call. Good it's call. Just what uh, I think about how laws should all work. It's just that <laughs> every every law should follow the Lou Gehrig model. 
Yeah. Um, and that's that's how laws should work. Uh, Kim, what's going on with this special? Tell us everything. Oh, I tell you everything. Everything. Yes. Uh, okay. <laughs> Started from and the beginning. Yes. Started from the bottom. Now we're here. Um, it's called Female Comedian. Uh, shout out to all the trolls that I get on YouTube. Um, that's purely why I called <laughs> oh, okay. it that. Okay. <laughs> uh, because uh, it's very fun to watch people get mad at me online. Um, I never bring up that I'm a female comedian in it once. Uh, just called it that for fun. And it will be out on everything but Netflix. Ta-da! Okay. Yeah, February 6th, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so you're not a Netflix guy? (sighs) Not even close. You're not a Netflix guy? Hmm. No yucks guy, not a a Netflix guy? Hmm. Yeah, now we know. If you have gotten um, a DWI, you can't be on Netflix for Oh, that's why. Now I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) There you go. Good. Good to know. Wow. Uh, Very cool. Yeah, Very cool. it'll be fun. By the way, I just want to throw this out there if you want to use it. Has anybody marketed themselves as a Canadian? Oh, oh zingers this everywhere. Like a, this is like a whole hockey team. <laughs> uh, okay, yes, but I'm a, a lady Canadian. Like, you know. <laughs> yes, you're right. Okay. <laughs> you know, like McSmurfette style. You get it. Oh, okay, you're right, right. No, I was, yeah, yeah, I was thinking. But you're right. Uh, Guy, <laughs> I was thinking of Guy Lafleur. Um, I <laughs> Um, so, uh, are, so Kim, are you ser- when you say that, uh, like online trolls and stuff like that, like you, you think it's funny. I get, I get way too affected by, uh, Oh, they make me laugh online. so hard. Uh, I'm please so keep jealous. doing it. Everybody. It makes so me, jealous. um, the amount of times I get told to go in the kitchen, <laughs> I laugh every oh, time. it's always tropey. And I, I either, yeah. I'm always like, it's an eight year old boy. Or it's an adult man who's never touched a woman in his life, and it's sure. fine. Both both categories are great. Uh, I think I think <laughs> very funny people. To me, usually I engage back, and I'll go back and forth just because I think it's hilarious, which is probably not good for my mental health. But I don't care. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. I it's it's. I always like it. Like really hurts my feelings, and I'm like, why do I do this? Why am I doing this? Well, what are your negative comments? Because like you. you I don't know. Even the ones that are like, you're not funny. I'm like, well, thanks for the comment. But I get people who email me that I should quit comedy. That's how bad I am. Everyone go watch my special. Uh, wow. <laughs> people no, look I up get... my email and email me that I should quit. That's a lot of work. So that they is. start like handwriting letters. Yeah, I'm waiting. Yeah. Oh, I got to put my address out there now. That's what I got to do. Handwritten letters. Yeah. No, I get a lot of emails. That you found a should, quill and used should... blotting paper. Like you really put the work in and like sealed yeah. it in wax. Like what's going on? Yeah. Man. Man, no, I, uh, I, of course, I don't deal with any, um, any of the, I think, systemic, you know, you know, the deal. I got to give the disclaimer. I deal with, I deal with like a uh, white guy pushback. Okay. So yeah, but everyone like, gets something, right? Like something, there's a niche right, for but it's everybody. Not like it's not, it's not this daily slog of shit I have to learn to put up with. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, uh, but I think it being that makes you not think that it's, you don't care. You know what I mean? But sometimes, like, I mean, it, sometimes right. it has nothing yeah. to do with being a woman. I'm looking at my last comment I got. It said, not even close to funny. That had nothing to do with being a dude or a chick. <laughs> just, they don't like me. That's okay. It's wow. fun. I mean, wow. I don't know. It could just be a really, like, AI could be, like, the most mean thing out there right now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it could be whatever you want it to be. Or nagging, This yeah. makes me wonder, when was the first, I wonder when the first, A, when the first heckle was. Uh, to a traditional, to anybody we call a stand-up, like did Mark Twain ever get, you know, go Surely. go back to Surely, marking yeah. depths in riverboats or something? Uh, or <laughs> <laughs> go back to Mark. That's still a good heckle. That's always a good heckle. <laughs> I'd laugh my ass off if somebody yelled that at me. <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't know. Some yeah, some like uh, Oscar Wilde live reading, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I don't know. Or there's Civil War era letters that were written, you know, in the style of like the Ken Burns ones you find that are just explaining why someone should quit their not quit their day job. But the real question is: Is the first heckler like somebody who? Uh, wanted it for a clip. <laughs> right, right. Who, who, who did it to get famous as a heckler? Sure. I wonder if there is someone who just heckles. Is there someone on Instagram who's like, their sole thing is that they heckle? That they heckle or get heckled? No, they're the heckler. Oh my God. There's got to be somebody out, out there. there. It's too late. It's been yeah, put out. It's, just, it's been put out. <sighs> I can't delete it. You can't it seems like things. that's the, the only hero that can defeat the Joker. Like the the heckler, <laughs> it's like they have to. <laughs> he has yet to face the heckler. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't so know. Is, do you have, do you have the right to post a selfie of yourself heckling a comic and getting kicked out, and just go club to club and do? Can you then post those? Well, for, they'd down? have to set up a camera, which is the most important. <laughs> that's the most important point. It was starts to get a bit suspicious. Like, why is that? audience member setting up a tripod <laughs> facing <laughs> them <laughs> yeah that would be fun but literally just selfie mode in your cell phone you with comic in the background oh, you yeah. thought ahead of what it's going to be you're going to get kicked out but you get one clip per club and then i shouldn't even say it because now no, someone someone's going to do it and please do uh but then they'll get kicked out of that club and not allowed back right yeah. like they'll get they'll banned just travel slowly. around and get, get those clicks how so. much money would they make oh that'd be great i mean yeah. i i i remember the in the early 2000s in the UK comedy circuit, there was Aaron Barshak, the comedy terrorist, who would dress up as Osama bin Laden and then jump into the middle of other people's gigs, take the mic and do a couple of bad jokes before he got bundled off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> And, and then, and then a few, and then like a year later, he broke into uh, Prince William's birthday party at Buckingham Palace, and it was front page news for two days. Okay, wow. yeah, these are the people who just want to be famous, and they can't figure out what their niche, like what their skill is. So their skill is annoying people. Pretty much, I like it. Yeah, I mean, you know, That's... you could you could also describe it as performance art or uh, guerrilla theater or, or annoying people. <laughs> I I don't. I mean, see... it was pretty annoying. I don't see as many people uh, filming things as you'd think, like, like the amount of TikToks and YouTubes and Instagrams and the amount of everything you'd think it would be constant. But like, I, I never, I'm never just like at a coffee shop and walking across the parking lot and someone's filming a, a bit. Well, where do you live? Nashville. That's why. There's probably. probably yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Is it? Uh, okay. So yeah, I'll be back out West, uh, you know, at some point. Is it, is it everywhere? I mean, if you go to a major mall, there's someone doing something at the Grove or one of those places. They're always okay. someone's okay. doing something. All right. Hmm. Yeah, I. Yeah, uh, I never see it. Especially at the gym. Yeah, you, you'll see it. Just like I, for a walk recently, and just set up on Sunset by a bridge, there was someone who'd like put a put the camera on the on the railing of the bridge, and there was just doing some kind of dance. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm never. See- I'm. I'm just not seeing it. You know. I don't know. You guys, um, of, you're lucky. You're lucky. Speaking of dance. Oh, look at that flawless segue. <laughs> Great job. Yes. Yeah. Are you, how many comics do you know who have, who have made the transition from dance to stand up? I know there are a few. I don't know their names off the top of my head. So I fail there. Um, but there are a few and there are others that are doing it. Cause I get anytime there's a woman who used to dance, I get 
they come over to me. <laughs> I used to dance. I get that a lot, which is cool. I like. I love it. Who have you danced? You used to dance. I used to dance. I used to. I started touring when I was ten. Um, yeah, I had a weird childhood. Got out of school early and would perform all over. And then this is all over Canada to and dance the- United States. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's I, the kind of why I moved to America in the beginning. Okay. Yeah, not to pursue comedy, but I was crawling a lot. Um, I was a backup dancer hey. for a while, and then I also before I was a backup dancer, I was like a tap dancer for like Savion and all that kind of stuff. So I did a little bit oh, of everything. Shit. Yeah, it was fun. Wow. I was like the token white girl for a little bit. They needed one. I would always look at the audition line, and if there were, I was the only white chick left, I was like, I booked it. They need me. They need one. Was like, <laughs> yeah, you, shop, you shop in the background of a bunch of music videos. I show up in some... Yeah, I do. I did a lot of random things. Yeah, it was fun. I liked it. I never got into inappropriate things, which is... I don't know why that's important, but I thought that was No, cool. but I mean, is that common in the dance community? Well, I watched a lot of it, especially as a young, young kid. When I was like 10, I saw older people doing some things that I was like, what is that? And I'd call my mom and she'd be like, don't do that. <laughs> like, okay, oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay, drugs are bad. Got it. Check, check. No sleepovers. Got it. Check, check. <laughs> like, sure. <laughs> just at a young age learning that um, it, there are many different people out there. Yeah. Yeah. And if wow. any needs to get in the TikTok world, since you have this skill that's now everyone's favorite thing. Have I gotten into TikTok? Like, into TikTok dances? No, I um, don't want to. Uh, <laughs> you know, but that being said, I probably would uh, at some point in time. It depends on my my mood. I don't, I haven't danced since the pandemic. Uh, I haven't taken a oh. class in a while. When the pandemic happened, my favorite dance studio in LA closed the edge. And so then, I mean, there's some other good ones out here, but a lot of them are set up for younger kids to do TikTok videos or to videotape mm. the end of class, which is like oh a, a marketing thing in LA. But I understand it if you're a new dancer, cause it does help you get a reel so that you have like a resume build. But as a person who's just doing it to sweat, it's <laughs> not what I want to be in. I don't want to, I don't want to <laughs> have someone dancing next to me who's 18 taking a video on her little crop top. <laughs> I'm just so, in so like, sweat. <laughs> with, with standup, I know that we all have things where it's like, are horribly annoying like if you watch comedy you're like oh it's so hacky like we just have a different standard mm-hmm. i think than most people that don't do it um mo i say most you know it's a broad brush to paint with but uh we all we're all like oh yeah it's so awful but i uh so i don't have that with like dance when when are you just like this is awful like okay. you're, i mean we all know bad dancing like at a wedding but I mean, like in a in a music video or something where you're just like, Jesus, I can't enjoy anything. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I want to. Uh, I want to so bad. But like uh, during the holidays, my mom watched Justin Timberlake's concert uh, with my husband and myself. It was like several years ago one. And I knew like half the dancers and I was like, oh, he messed up. Oh, she messed up. And it was just like, oh, uh. wow. But, you know, and, and one of my favorite dancers dances for him. And she look, there's some great people, but. Just like I can't, I'll find the flaw instead of enjoying right. the moment. And also, I don't like uh, watching musicals because of that, which is, I don't know. Does anyone like watching musicals? Somebody does like watching musicals. Apparently, I, enough people, people to, do. to keep it afloat. Apparently, there's enough. There's enough. There. There's enough. I just am, I'm uh, always underwhelmed because I, there are so many talented eight year olds. That every time I see an adult dance, I'm like, you know, an eight year old can do that. Like that's just like what <laughs> my mind immediately goes sure. to. It's like, and maybe I should look at comedy that way too, because I'm sure an eight year old could do the same thing. I always, anytime <laughs> I see a guy shit his pants, 
I'm always like, you know, <laughs> there's a kid out there. Yeah. Wow. Have you seen Schmigadoon? No, I don't even know what that is. What is this Schmigadoon? Oh, it's a parody of musicals. It's um, um, that's Cecily how much Strong, I don't watch musicals. Keegan. I don't know which ones are out there right now. <laughs> oh no, it's it's a TV show. It's uh, the oh. Apple maybe, and it's King and Michael Key and Cecily Strong find themselves. Uh, they stumble into a world where everything is a musical, and it it's actually funny um, and musically good. It has you know Christian Chenoweth and people like that. Um, yeah, I, I haven't watched both seasons, but it is really, it's good. And I don't even, I don't even like music that much, but it, it's, are they frustrated and... when they run into it? Is that why? Yeah, they hate it or she, wait, I, I forgot if one of them, one of them, hates one of them really it. hates yeah. it. I mean, there's yeah. some great moments. Yeah. It like, if the world was a musical, it would be a much more fun world. Like, yeah. no, like, can you imagine having to fight somebody, but musically first, <laughs> like that'd be so fun to watch. Or like That's presidential races, show, yeah. I would love that. I don't know because I'm like I I'm not good at fighting, but I'm worse at dancing. So I think <laughs> mm. I think I'd be lower down the totem pole if it was. I would rather fight someone than dance off. Like <laughs> yeah, I would I, th- I would I think, choose I that option. <laughs> yeah. When did, uh, so when did the transition to female comedian happen? <laughs> when did you decide to become a female comedian? Oh, man, that female comedian part was the hardest part of my life, uh, coming out as a female comedian. Um, very traumatic for me. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. I think I always wanted to do comedy. I think I was just doing dance at a young age. Like, I just got into it super fast. Like, yeah. in elementary school... I would get in detentions a lot, which would mean you couldn't go outside for recess for whatever reason. And I would do like pantomime jokes, pretend to electrocute myself, like just stuff to entertain the kids. And they would watch at the window while I was trapped inside and they were outside at recess. I've just sure. always wanted to like entertain in a right. comedic so you're putting way. On, like little silent plays for the yeah. people who are outside watching yeah. you inside. Yeah. I'd be like, in your, in your, in your like zoo cage. <laughs> and it was also like, like we're right, kind you're of trap me inside, but I'm going to put on a show. <laughs> but maybe they did that. Maybe that's what got me. Yeah. Thank you. All those teachers who, who gave me detention all the time. I got it a lot. Wow. But then there was still something in you that's like, like at, at no point has any part of my soul said like, I got to dance. <laughs> I just got to dance. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've never had the footloose moment. I want to, maybe it's coming. I don't, it might come. Yeah. You never too know. Much, too much coffee. And then I'm just, it's happening. I hope so. You know? I hope it happens for you. Yeah. No, I want that for myself. That's, that sounds incredible. I love it. Very uh, cool. Yeah. I just started out as a dancer. I, I started uh, when I was two. So I don't know if I had that moment. <laughs> it's like I was two years old. It's all I knew sure, how to do. But do you still have, I mean, do you have that? Like I play like a guitar poorly, but sometimes I'm like, I'm really, I'm just like, man, I gotta, I gotta like play guitar. Like something in there has got to get worked out somehow. You know, you, I'm like, I gotta play. You guys and, are going to make me take a dance class. I feel this. I do like taking dance classes, so I should definitely. And I like, no, but I mean, have you had the point of like, man, I gotta dance. I gotta dance today. Like, no, have, you had that, have no, you had that thought? Like, no. I need to dance. No. I got something in me. I should. No. <laughs> in my mind, that's how dance works. That's how dancers are, that's, in my mind. Like, I'm happy to be just proven picturing wrong. that scene from The Jerk when Steve Martin finds finds his rhythm. Yeah, so you got to do it. Really. I mean, it's, I guess that's groove. See, I think I think of dance groove versus is, grooving heart, is different. <laughs> it is. I, th- I got groove in the heart. I definitely got groove in the heart. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Do we have any uh, cardiovascular related stories for a perfect segue? Or are we going to have to <laughs> we, we do, before, uh, cobble something I don't, I don't know if we do, but we will, before we do, we like to ask our guests. We always ask our guests, um, what, if anything, is your background in science? And that has ranged from classes you liked or hated as a kid to blowing stuff up in the woods with your friends to whatever. 
The first things that I'm thinking of, um, I had a science teacher who had a very hairy back and grossed me out. Uh, in like high school, I think ninth grade, he just always uh-huh. wore a low cut sweater. And that's the first impression of signs that I have. Uh, and then the second thought that came to mind, uh, we had to, um, cut a fish, right. And like look through its body and stuff. And I didn't oh, di- dissect it. Yeah. I didn't like I, that. She just had to cut a fish. <laughs> we had to cut a fish. I'm also allergic gonna, to fish. Uh, but my, watch your bleed. yeah, we had to <laughs> yeah. cut a fish. It was in the, yeah, we had to get in the river. No, we did do that too, but not for this thing that i'm thinking about um and then my my science partner was a chick and she put her hand in it and made a puppet and made the fish talk uh science become a female puppeteer i hope so a girl puppeteer either that or she's a mass murderess who wears people's skin now yeah we'll see sure sure. yeah we don't know wow i think that's yeah i don't think i ever dissected anything i was like it was in every uh Every like '80s comedy I grew up watching had a classic funny dissection scene, mm-hmm. and yeah, uh, right. then it just never happened. Wait, you're you know? lu- you're lucky. I feel like I always got the one biology teacher who didn't want to do it because I'm I I'm I remember like the other class getting to do it, the, like the like the parallel class in our school year, and for, mm. and but then we were like, nah, we, you're not going to do it. We're not going to do this. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So it's a teacher's choice. Yep. I, th- I think it was at my school anyway. That's cool. Yeah, it's kind of just luck of the draw. What kind of a uh, what kind of teacher you get? You know, like it's sort of a coin toss. Hey, Would you, you say uh, really? coin toss? Oh, I'm feeling. Yeah, this well, hard. you mean that fifty-fifty <laughs> choice that is exactly fifty-fifty? Uh-huh. Yeah, I think it's exactly fifty-fifty <laughs> chance you're talking about. You might think that, uh, but scientists have tossed. 350,757 coins to prove that coin tosses are not 50-50. Okay. All right. Uh, so in sports, coin tosses are often used to decide who goes first or pick who gets to go, who goes to bat for the first part of the game. It seems fair. You'd assume that his coins have two sides and you introduce a random element, flipping the coin and catching it. The odds of it coming up with your pick is 50-50. But researchers have crushed the number and impressive... 350,000 coin tosses and found that coin tosses are not 50-50. After all, you can tip the odds ever so slightly in your favor. According to one team led by American mathematician Percy Diaconis, Diaconis? when you toss a coin, you introduce a tiny amount of wobble to it. According to the Diaconis model, precession causes the coin to spend more time in the air with the initial side facing up. A new team writes in a preprint paper that's not yet been peer-reviewed. Consequently, the coin has a higher chance of landing on the same side as it started. So it has the same side bias. Okay. So um, they found from a smaller ideal number of coin tosses recorded and analyzed, the coins land on the same side they lost from around 51% of the time. <laughs> uh, the, the new team recruited 48 people to flip 350,000. So wait, per person, that's... That's so many coins. Seven. Is it 700 or 7,000? Seven. Seven. Thousand tosses each, right? Uh, from 46 different countries, finding that overall there was a 50.8% chance of the coin showing up on the same side it was tossed from. But what kind of coins so, were these? Like, uh, say 46 different currencies. They were all different? Oh, I'm sorry, you're right. Yeah, 46 different currencies. Okay, so it wasn't like Did all quarters, that countries? all I'm dimes? Sorry. Okay. I, I don't I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't like this. I, I think a 50, a 50.8% shot after 350,000 tosses is like a 50%. Like, 
there's no proof it doesn't wind up at 50 percent if they kept going yeah yeah I'd it's feel still that. to me it's still close enough like if it was like a 75 25 i'd go holy fuck but eh, it's not even 51 percent, man who gives a fuck no i disagree with that big of a sample size that does show a a real bias like that's a pretty big swing once you get the numbers that big well are there any casinos in vegas who are letting us flip a coin well uh it's an interesting thing about the betting scenario uh you know if you bet a dollar on the outcome of a coin toss kim uh uh, i.e paying one dollar to enter and winning either zero or two dollars, depending on the outcome, and repeat the bet one thousand times, knowing the starting position of the coin toss would earn you nineteen bucks on average. So, okay, not too bad. Not too bad of a way to invest a week. Um, <laughs> uh, and this is more than the casino advantage for six deck blackjack against an optimal strategy player, where the casino would make five dollars on a comparable bet, but less than the casino advantage for a single zero roulette, where the casino would make twenty seven dollars on average. Fortunately, for people who need a way to decide between two options, the team suggests a pretty simple solution. When coin flips are used for high-stakes decision-making, the starting position of the coin is best concealed. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But also, I'm assuming they just flip them onto the ground, because if you do the thing where you catch it, then flip it upside down, now you're, like, reversing it. Right? Like, isn't yeah. a lot of coin yeah. tossing? Yeah. You catch it yeah. and put it upside down on your hand. Oh, yeah, that, yeah that's-, that's crazy. Yep, and that needs to be in the paper. Uh, you know, and then if if you're really sneaky, you can you can glance at it first, and then you can either flip it once, or you can kind of like double flip it and cheat. Oh, mm. you could probably feel the sides too if you're holding it. Like one, the mm-hmm. if you if you really know your coins, which side is what? Oh yeah, can you train yourself to, like train the back of your hand to be sensitive to a, a head or an eagle? Now, uh, yeah. I find if if you sit on your hand first, it feels like someone else is flipping the coin. <laughs> yep, I've always found that. Um, a bit of pushback in the comments, though. Oh, Crag says I have not Craig. Before. Crag. Crag. Okay. K R A G. I like it. Um, says I have played with flipping coins and odds when I was younger. I found that generally the coin comes up the opposite of what was showing before the flip. So. This makes me think that perhaps Craig is doing the method that we previously discussed. Right. <laughs> yeah. Craig flips it over. That's probably. Um, uh, Bardo says that uh, they remember hearing as a kid that odds are better of a U.S. quarter flip landing on tails since George Washington's head is heavier than the eagle on the opposite side. Ooh, right. Show um, me your data. Is, show me your data, Bardo. Yeah, is, Bardo, is that like the head the on the coin is heavier, or is that just like a historical fact that George Washington's head was known to be heavier than an eagle? <laughs> yeah, his head was famously <laughs> because of the teeth, um, right? Famously heavy, but that's yeah, it's more of an outlier, you know. You guys, uh, uh. <laughs> how did we decide on uh on uh, on abe lincoln's voice you know because it's always the same like in movies and shit what's well, isn't think- it the dinosaurs didn't have the sound that we all think they have because of movies too surely yeah surely but i um but abe is the one sorry go ahead no, I just, it's just, you always hear the voice is always, I, I wonder how we just decided that was probably it. Well, I thought, I haven't seen the Daniel D. Lewis one, but I thought it was not the stereotypical one. And it was based more on, because it's only, 
you know, you don't need to play telephone with, with like one or two people, you know, there would have been someone alive who had heard his voice, who was alive into the 20th century. Many people, no doubt. Right. Right. And if they just, if, if one of them was decent at impressions, they could have told someone born in 1920 who is right. still alive, what it sounds like. And if that person was good at impressions, uh, Sure. I, it's not far. It's just a couple generations back. So I don't think it's that crazy to have, or at least, you know, they, I think it's supposed to be sort of thin and reedy. Is it the actual description? Like, anybody seen the movie Lincoln? And does it yeah. sound like a unique I have take not. on it? Yeah. It's, um, the amount of exposition in Lincoln, uh, like, I, I almost had to turn it off because they're like, all right, our audience uh, is just going to be a bunch of fucking morons that don't know anything about history. You know what I mean? So uh, okay, yeah. So like every like every time he's talking to like the Secretary of State, it's just or, or you know like Seward or something like that. He's like um, he's like yeah, and we got to get down there to help stop this civil war which is being fought about <laughs> slavery in the current year, eighteen sixty four. Like, oh, God, you, you know what I'm that. saying? Like like just let like, it like the bit in Hidden Figures where someone has to explain to everyone in NASA what an orbit is. Yeah, oh God. <laughs> it's yeah. just like oh okay, you'd think they would have probably worked that out before they got into nasa but okay right, yeah right, sure, right. sure explain that at the beginning of your presentation they did Absolutely. it for me i'm that just like the law earlier those are for me those moments in movies are for me <laughs> <laughs> to be like yeah. oh okay that's space cool yeah that's kind of a thing you could do for if, if you're making a show for streaming you could have an interactive like choose your own adventure like how intelligent are you take this quick you quiz idiot? first yeah, yeah. uh do coin split 50 percent of the time and that chooses which one you get to watch yeah. Have a little paper clip that pops up that you can click on if you want to understand what an orbit is. Yeah, <laughs> I would love that. Looks like you're Let's watching. Let's bring a movie back the AOL clip. <laughs> yeah, but at but that here, point, the character—if yeah. you click on that—he's talking directly to camera, <laughs> explaining stuff to you. Then it goes back <laughs> again. Lincoln takes off his hat. Is like, all right, idiot. Like, let's. Uh... Yeah, yeah, it's it is a bit draining, but I don't anyway. Um, so speaking of Oppenheimer, what do you guys think? Uh, Oscar predictions for this year. Anybody have ideas? I've only seen a couple of the films so far, so I don't. Are are any of the uh, nominees out yet? No, they, but I mean, I, I think the Golden Globes safe. nominations are out. They haven't done the Oscar ones yet. Um, I just watched that Holdovers last night, and I'm like, man, G- Giamatti, like it's time. It might oh, be yeah, one of those. That was good. That was that's one of my favorites so far. It it okay, might be one of that. those years where like they're just, um, you know, like on years where it kind of sucks, they just decide it's somebody's time. That's it's nice. Like, Let's do it. You know, it's it's like Giamatti. Come on, get him in there. Oh, I didn't know it's in Alexander Payne. I love his movies. Okay, I gotta. Yeah, see it's the first time they've sort of been back together since Sideways. Awesome. May December. Yeah. I thought that was very good. Oh, uh, I haven't checked that out yet. That was alright. Uh, I watched um, Leave the World Behind, and you guys can leave that movie behind. Huh? Yeah, I watched That's, that too. Uh, Jesus. I know. I got two words to that movie. Thanks, Obama. I <laughs> 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 He's an he's an EP on the movie. He and Michelle are EP. Yeah, yeah. And then he released uh, his favorite movies of the year list, and it was three movies, and one of them was his movie. I'm like, Obama. Three of them on. were his movies. Oh, was that true? They're all produced by his company. Well, it was like, you know, his favorite movies. It was like 15 movies. Uh, there were three. The top three were Rustin, Leave the World Behind, and a third one. I don't remember. Yeah, but weren't those all produced by his company? Maybe so, which is really gross, if that's true. But doesn't I mean, it make you feel like the... then these movies are going to come true because he has the intel of the world or did at some point in time? <laughs> so like now leave the world behind is like, oh, crap. Should I be preparing? Like, do I need a bunker? Because if the ex-president is writing movies or 
putting money behind movies like that. It's like, uh oh. Right. It's also just Let's start like the, conspiracy the apocalypse movie. It's just uh, it's a rehash of like a Twilight Zone episode. It's pretty famous, kind of. And yeah. I, I don't uh, I don't understand the thing with the deer. <laughs> Why yeah, I was just to make a good shit. I think, yeah, yeah, and, and, it, yeah. It's just it's like you know. I started laughing out loud because I uh, when the movie started, I was like, Julia Roberts is gonna dance at some point. <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna have like a fun dance, and they crammed and one then in. She there. did. It's like a writer. <laughs> She's a dancer. Now there's your dancer. <laughs> she's great. She's she's gonna she's gonna get a fun one in there. She's got to. She's got it. I also saw Saltburn, which is pretty good. You guys see that? No, I only saw the, the scene of the guy's dick. Everybody shared. <laughs> it's a lot. The scene is a lot. Lo- I was about to say it's long, longer than you think. The scene is a lot longer than you think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, here. It's a pretty, pretty thick scene. Hey. Um, no, I haven't. I haven't seen. Uh, I haven't seen that. But I don't like the old English font, and I, I do generally avoid films that use that in the title card. Yeah, um, I, I just don't like when someone says don't read anything about this movie before you see it because by not spoiling, they are spoiling or they're setting your expectations super high because they're like, this is awesome. And if you read about it, you're going to ruin it. And then if it's not awesome, you're like, well, you just reverse spoiled. Or, I don't know. It wasn't awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that I mean, it's that uh, I guess aside from what Dunkirk that that uh, actor kid guy just always plays the same type of dude. This so, one, he's a little more normal. Like, he's not as creepy as when he's in, like, a Yorgos Lanthimos movie or, I guess, Banshee's right. Adventure and it was super creepy. Yeah, but he's, he's uh, or what, the killing of a sacred deer? Yeah, that was the just creepiest. creepy as fuck. Ugh. It's like, I don't, and and it's it's got to be awful just to get typecast as, like, I mean, that wasn't his decision. He was like a child actor. And they're like, you're creepy. Let's put you in all these. <laughs> you you make everybody very uncomfortable. Let's put you in all these movies. You know? Top 10 weirdest looking. Uh, I mean, no, no, no shade, Barry. Just, you know, he, he knows. Sure. Bizarre looking dude. Hey, you, yeah. know, you know who else looks odd? Well, who's that? Who's that? Neanderthals. Oh. <laughs> they? Yeah. And, and, and also, they may or may not get up early as a result. Of their uh, looking weird. See, see, his Jesse, you, you're a, you're a probably Neanderthal heaviest member of this podcast. Yep, a coin uh, of me would always be tails up. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> uh, Kim, I look garden. I look like a caveman. Is I what we're referring to. I have a very large caveman brow, a prominent caveman brow. Are you my science teacher? I will make you cut a fish. <laughs> I'll make you stab a fish. Um. So according to this uh, Guardian article, oh, by the way, I think Justin Brawl sent in the coin story, so thank you for that. But uh, according to this Guardian article... Yeah, they're just uh, using people... my headshot. Like, this yeah. is s- silly. Uh, people who are early to bed and early to rise may have their ancient ancestors to thank for the habit, or at least the Neanderthals with whom their forebearers procreated, say scientists. Mm. A DNA inherited from our thick-browed cousins make... That's a good second mention there. That's a good... <laughs> that's a solid... Su- uh, solid rephrasing uh, may contribute to the tendency of some people to be larks, researchers found, making them more comfortable at getting up and going to bed earlier than some others. While most genes that modern humans gain through ancient interbreeding may be weeded out by evolution, a small fraction remain, most probably because they helped earlier modern humans adapt to their new environment when they left Africa for Eurasia. 
So John Capra, who's an epidemiologist at uh, UC San Francisco, said, by analyzing the bits of Neanderthal DNA that remain in modern human genomes, we discovered a striking trend. Uh, many of these affected genes that govern body clocks in modern humans... Uh, uh, oh, sorry, many of them affected genes that govern body clocks in modern humans, in most cases, increasing propensity to be a morning person. So mm. waves of Homo sapiens migrated from Africa to Eurasia around 70,000 years ago. On arrival, they encountered the Neanderthals, who had already adapted to life in the colder climate, having occupied the territory hundreds of thousands of years earlier. Then thanks to interbreeding between the groups, humans alive today carry up to 4% of Neanderthal DNA, including genes linked to skin pigmentation, hair fat, and immunity. So Capra and his colleagues analyzed DNA from modern humans and Neanderthals and found different genetic variants were involved in the body clocks or circadian rhythms of the two groups. Since the ancestors of modern humans mated with Neanderthals, it was possible that some humans alive today carried the Neanderthal variants. So they turned to the UK Biobank, which holds genetic health and lifestyle information on half a million people. And not only did many people carry the variants, the genes were consistently linked to waking up early. Uh, but, um, but it does say here, it does say being a modern per morning person doesn't require Neanderthal genes. So don't worry, <laughs> non-Neanderthals. Uh, hundreds of different genes affect when people sleep and wake up. There are plenty of environmental and cultural impacts too. Overall, the Neanderthal genes have only a small impact. Um, and so really, that person works so hard and then they really at the end were like, well, yeah. don't worry, it's not. Uh, really, it's kind don't of worry about it. Nothing, all right. Yeah, it's a little bit. It's a I little spent bit. my entire life on this project and eh, it's all right. I wanted to research cancer cures. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Sleep for uh, you. No, nope. but I slept through the cancer lecture. Uh, so how I'm doing. <laughs> yep. And I had to know why. Wow. I, I see. I thought the whole interbreeding thing was still just a theory. Well, and also, didn't everyone wake up super early and go to bed super early as well back then? Because there was like you, you had to sleep at the, nighttime. Like, of, there's no on account of the no light bulb. Yeah, like just yeah. like sunlight. <laughs> like one time so, I was flying in some random city, and they had the smallest airport of all time. And uh, for whatever reason, we couldn't take off because the they could the person could not figure out how to turn on the runway lights. So we had to wait <laughs> for the sun to rise. And I was like, I don't want to get on this plane, first of all, if you don't know how to turn on the lights. But it was just like, yeah, that I mean, the logic is there. Just wait for the sun. The very simplest of technologies, like literally one of the first things, <laughs> one of the first technologies that electricity was involved in was <laughs> having a light. Yeah. Um, so, so here's why they think the animal genes might be involved. They think Capra reckons uh, that it may it may be because they helped their ancestors adapt to life at higher latitudes. We don't think that being a morning person is actually what was beneficial. Rather, we think that it's a signal of having a faster running clock that is better able to adapt to seasonal variations in light levels. At higher latitudes, it's beneficial to have a clock that is more flexible and better able to change to match the variable season seasonal light levels. If that makes sense. Yeah, the further north you get, the bigger the swing it is between lengths of uh, mm -hmm. day and night as the seasons change. Um, right up to the point that, you know, in the north, like in the Arctic Circle or whatever, when you get the sort of 24 hours of day and then 24 hours of night. Um so Professor Mark Baslin of Universal T College London, not involved in the study, says, now we have genetic evidence that some of us really are morning people. <laughs> when, hum when humans evolved in tropical Africa, the day lengths were on average 12 hours long. Now hunter-gatherers spend only 30% of their awake time collecting food. So 12 hours is a lot of time. 
But the further north you go, the shorter and shorter the days get in winter when food is particularly scarce. So it makes sense for Neanderthals and humans to start collecting food as soon as there is any light to work by. Uh. Wait, quick math, quick math question. To average over the course of a year, does every point on Earth average? Doesn't my guess is that every point on Earth averages out to twelve hours of daylight a day, averaging over a year? Is that not right? That sounds plausible. I might have to do some, do some. Figuring out on I, that. I, well, think on a, I think on a perfectly spherical hmm. planet that would be the case, but it's probably not the case. But uh, like the, the tilt, I don't think the tilt matters because, like, if you're if you're at the North Pole, literally at the North Pole, the axis of rotation, then like, you know, you have half the year you are always lit, half the year you're always dark, so it still averages out to twelve hours, right? Now, I understand what you're saying. Um, but you're discounting like Santa's workshop and sure, sure. all sorts There's of like, stuff that yeah. you Christmas magic and things. So, you know, <laughs> true. Uh, this is making me wonder, I guess the Neanderthal part isn't necessary to have this question, but, um, is the world more or less run by morning people? Like, is that correlated with success? Mm. The early bird catches is. the worm thing. Yeah, and therefore, is the government mostly morning people, and is this why we can't just get permanent daylight saving time? Because mm, it's definitely a bias. It's a bias towards morning people to punish us in the winter yeah. time. I'm a morning person, and I hated the hour change. Okay, I hated it. I think we should just be done with it. Like it's, it's you don't mind having it be dark until like nine in the morning if it means we can have it light till five thirty or something. Yeah, I I don't care if I wake up before the sun. I just don't like uh, changing. I don't like losing an hour. Is what it right, is. I right. know I'm gonna get it later, but I don't like waiting for it. I don't like losing anything, so I'm always mad about it. Yeah, and we passed it passed in Congress or in the House, but not in the Senate. So we were so close. I was like, this would be like one of those rare universal wins everyone could celebrate something together for one goddamn moment and then it didn't go and the only logic i've seen by by today's standards and i forgot what the original reason was because it's not farming which everyone thinks it is um but like some of the logic today is that kids walking to school in the dark in the morning like there's a few more accidents but i don't know if you compare that to the accidents you also get the monday after the spring forward I don't know if it actually beats that as far as comparing harms. Well, and also yeah, people would adjust like, and learn, right? Like, don't go that way. Well, there would be or, the adjustment, like, or you mean adjusting to walking in the dark? Yeah, whatever yeah, that is. Like, but, like I get it. Coyotes come down my street if I wake up before the sun and walk out, and I know that they're there. And then it's right. like, oh, well, don't go like, that way. There's no everything <laughs> in life is a trade off, but I don't think we've actually done the analysis of what this trade-off would be and I well, the, the like... whole the whole thing is geared towards like it's not just that it's also like school i mean you remember you had to get up at like five in the morning Ugh, no and it's yeah. and it's like this is horrible like i'd be at my bus stop like it's i had to be there at like 6 30 or something just to to go to school and then it doesn't where did you go to school it's awful um tennessee school started for me at nine o'clock what? Yeah. No, we, I had to be there yeah, at seven thirty. Like American schools start ridiculously early. Stupid early. It's dumb. so silly. I don't. I, yeah, I think my I'm trying to remember what time my school started. I think we I started think at like, eight thirty later, like in high school or something weird. Yeah, I think classes, we had to but... be there by eight forty, and then there was like a sort of some kind of school assembly, 
and then cl- the first class was at like nine oh five or nine ten or something something like that. And then did but, you yeah, end the at like that- three three thirty? That's when we ended. Yeah, something like yeah, and unless that sometimes you had like after school activities or right, right. But I mean, like was, the actual but, like having to be there part, like yeah, yeah. Like the the last lesson would finish at I think yeah three thirty ish. Hmm, that's what they need. Yeah, to pass. I hated it, and it's also counter to any science because like teenagers need so much sleep, and we just like fuck you. Yep. No, exactly. I mean, I was I was just like a mess. Like I wasn't even I wasn't even properly awake until way after school was over when I was in high school. I would fall asleep in class all the time because swim yeah. practice started at like five thirty or something. So we had an hour no, I was constantly full. asleep. And I had one teacher who also was a swimmer, so she was forgiving of it and she wouldn't wake me up, which I'm not sure if that makes her a good teacher or just <laughs> a cool person. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah, Congress, if you're listening. Changes. Yeah, Congress for our I know we have several members of Congress listen to the show. <laughs> and let's uh, you know, let's get on that. Feinstein. Oh, wait, by the way, who is our, who are the current senators in California? Did did Feinstein just die? I, I don't know. No, someone yeah, else I, died. Is she? Yeah, was it her? Is she dead? Yeah, she's dead. Yeah, she died in September. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. So who are who are our senators right now? I should really know this. Yeah, I I also now cannot remember. I keep losing track because I, I get so Alex Padilla is is a permanent senator. I think, and Lafonza Butler mean? has been temporarily has she's the, like the interim uh, appointed to be senator by the governor for until the next election. Um, Never heard that name. Wow, I am not on top of current events. Uh, yeah, and and Alex Padilla was replacing. Oh God, now I should know this. Hang on, where who was he replacing? Because he went somewhere else. Um. Oh yeah, it was he was replacing Kamala Harris. Oh okay, because Kamala Harris went on to be um. Who's she again? What's she doing there? <laughs> <laughs> she's uh she's the next president. She's not putting kids in school after nine. Yep. She should, she <laughs> should switch that. That's true. Um, what a weird feeling though, right? Like going into twenty twenty four. It's like the least Which, optimism I've had he- heading into like a year. Oh, yeah. Aww. Where I'm just like, this is going to be fucking brutal. Don't bother <laughs> with resolutions anymore. <laughs> oh, resolutions. I have a good one this year, I think. I'm yeah, gonna, what I got, is it? Switching from beer to whiskey. <laughs> That's my goal this year. Is there you go. To switch from beer to whiskey. I think I can do it. You think it's like a like a lower, is less filling for the same buzz, kind of less caloric intake? Maybe? I just like to change it up, and I needed okay. a resolution, and I like my resolutions to be doable. <laughs> that's that's what. Are, yeah, are you, you currently? Do you, do you like whiskey currently? I'm. You, I like. I you know what? I like Crown Royal, which is not really a whiskey. I call it the Gateway whiskey, and so uh, I'm hoping that that pushes me over. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know. This is going to be a testing year. Maybe I hate whiskey and I stop drinking altogether because of it, <laughs> because it can't go back to beer. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, because you're like, look, a, a resolution's a resolution. <laughs> I'm gonna, uh, yeah, it's it's whiskey or nothing. <laughs> um, Crown Royal is a blended Canadian whiskey without a Y, or without an E, and I forgot what the difference is there. Yeah, there's some, like, I don't know, but it is delicious. I would, I mean, I, I'll put that as the loophole that I could do Crown Royal. Very Canadian of me. I got to think of a resolution like this that I will 
keep and be able to be proud of myself. It's going to be a good year. I feel like we're going to have a great oh, year. Crown Royal I'm optimistic. You get, a, you get a bonus little velvet bag, though. I think that's why everybody gets all into it. Yeah, right? and how many of your... I have, like, so many screws in them. Like, I use them all the time. All those bags are very useful for... It's a great bag, and I think more, more like, alcohol things should just come with a bonus little... You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, uh, like yeah. you buy a Miller Lite, comes comes with a little, like a drill bit. You just collect the collect them <laughs> I need all, to know? start putting <laughs> Snapple tops on them so we can, <laughs> right, we can right. learn stuff all the time. Yeah. The, the, like, there's Crown a Canadian just beer. Nailed it with the packaging. There's a, a, I don't think they're doing it anymore, but Molson used to do this thing where uh, in, on the cap, it would tell you what to do, kind of like a truth or dare type thing. And it would be like, go talk to that guy, which is like, what? That's so dangerous. <laughs> also, who are you talking That's about? That's a great idea. Yeah, but it's, I don't think they're still doing it. I just remember when they did it. I was like, I'm going to do it. <laughs> just a drink that comes with Des? Yeah. It like would be, it, yeah, just like Snapple Tops, it felt like. Yeah. Yeah. And also, like, if you, I don't know if you've had Molson, but it takes like 30 of them to get drunk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, you've already you've done so many dares. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're sober dared. Yeah, um, I don't know. Well, Molson Ice was my first time being drunk. Period. But obviously, ice is stronger. But I think it did like five Molson ices in a night when I was like sixteen or seventeen. I'm like, oh, this is drunk. This is what. <laughs> well, any any time you say you did something instead of drank it, it's like, <laughs> you know I mean? like like we did shots. It's it's like oh, you're doing you're just doing drugs. Like, but it's you know, but it's cool. But, yeah, but it's like okay, you know. Um, so I think that was just very funny. Like Andy said, I did five Molson ice. Yeah, I did five Molson ice. <laughs> oh, I did it, guys. <laughs> well, well, be be careful because you could get carried away with a festive spirit and your and your drinking resolutions. And look, this story was sent in by Michael Valbuena and I think <laughs> yes. a few other people, and we we couldn't not cover this because it's Christmas. Yeah. Well, the one thing that I've always enjoyed about the holidays is is how safe everything is in my pants. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's an issue possibly here, Jesse. Well, what's going it on? It turns out, according to this study, this German study published in the British Journal of Urology International, uh, men are 43 percent more likely to experience a penile fracture during the 51 days surrounding Christmas. A fracture, like a broken. Yeah, pee-pee? like a broken dick. Oh my gosh. It turns out that they think that the, the researchers think the euphoria and intimacy that come along with a holiday could be at fault for the injuries. They also well, it's, point to an increase it's in you're alcohol in pajama use. bottoms. Everyone's in fucking pajama bottoms. <laughs> no yeah, and you're dressed as like little elves, and elves have a bounciness to them, and you just feel like you have to go along with it. <laughs> yeah, this all of this makes sense to me. Wait, there's more. There's more sitting on people's laps, and that's a riskier position. <laughs> oh, that's true. Santa's probably got a, a few. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> it's probably the peak sitting on lap time. I agree. So December is female month. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, Matt, you're, you're, there's something else coming up in this paragraph that you'll have to explain to me involving a tree. I, so, wait, where, where, where are we? Uh, after euphoria the... and intimacy, uh, I, I'll let you read this and then let's talk about it because I don't get how this tree thing is related to the penile injuries. Okay, hang so, on. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. I'm trying to. Have you jumped ahead or is it at the top of the article? No, you're Same at the top of the article. You're in. Go back. They say the euphoria also... and intimacy. Yeah, they also Wait, point to on. increase in alcohol. No. You guys no, are all I'm reading not. the article together, and I'm in the dark. Oh, you can. Oh, click sorry, on the, the link, link is right sorry. there. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah, it's been here the whole the whole time. Ooh, <laughs> okay, okay, here I go. So, I no, not a clue, not straight. I, the researchers are German here, so uh... what are we talking about? <laughs> I'm so okay, confused. they also. 
They also point to an increase in alcohol use and participation in potentially dangerous activities, such as getting the tree set up, which can leave someone vulnerable to the injury. They didn't see an injury. Again, they're referring to the penile injury and saying setting up your Christmas tree is correlated to your penile injury. Yeah. Walk me through what's happening here. Not a clue. How do you guys put your tree up? (laughs) Not a Not a clue, but I think this is a good opportunity to quote a Gary Delaney joke, which has been nicked by many, many people and now is just online uncredited him, but it was definitely him, which was a, I went to get a Christmas tree and the guy asked me, are you going to put it up yourself? And I said, no, I was thinking the living room. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 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 uh. As opposed to up the asshole. Gary Delaney, ladies and gentlemen, Gary Delaney (laughs) and, and people who don't fit into the lady or gentleman binary. Yeah. Um, so but yeah, I have got no, not a clue how getting a tree, Christmas tree set up can well, can leave you more vulnerable to a penile f- fracture. I, I don't know how these researchers are decorating for Christmas, but I, no clue. Uh, researchers have also found that sex on Friday and Saturday nights are the most dangerous, <laughs> with there being an increased rate of hospital visits for penile fractures on Saturday and Sunday mornings throughout the year. Well, are people just not? Fucking on Monday through Thursday because they got to wake up early for work. Yeah, I, I, like- I think just people. I I just think it's a little more. Just it's probably the guy sound really anti booze this episode, but it's probably just a little more reckless. I know that I've I, I've maybe had some close calls in my younger days, uh, where it's just more, a little more reckless, you know. Where you're all like, this yeah, is lacking. This whole stack is just this whole like or stack. What did I mean by that? Um, <laughs> all of this is uh, lacking a denom- so stack lacking a denominator. Yeah, right. It, it could it could be that exactly the same percentage of sex acts result in this injury. Yes, and there are more sex acts happening. It's just dark, but it's winter. This is what uh, you know. Correct. Yeah, that makes Correct. sense. And also, people have off work for a few days in a row. Like it. Right. Like yeah. you have the time to do things. Well, this is weird because I just Googled when uh, when do most people have sex? And it just said when your mom's home. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Seems <laughs> brutal. <laughs> that was great. Brutal, Google. Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> trying to do a science podcast. Um, so th- this is a German team for the study, and they gathered data from 3,421 penile fractures recorded between 2005 and 2021. The men were between ages 32 to 51 with an average age of 42. They did not find a link to New Year's and penile fractures, instead tying the increase late in the year to Christmas. During the COVID-19 pandemic, they found a 6% jump in penile fractures, but said the increase was insignificant. This could be because vacations did not occur during the pandemic like they would usually during the year during other years. Penile fractures may not only occur in unconventional scenarios, but also in cases of increased sexual activity, such as vacations, they wrote. So it sounds like it's just more, the, the more sex there is, the more fractures, what they're trying to say. Isn't that like a flex for a guy to be like, I fuck so hard, I got a fracture. I got <laughs> like, a fracture like, in my dick. Like a, like a flex? <laughs> or like a flex for the person that the guy is having sex with. You oh, know, yeah. Like, yeah. Sounds like the, the flex was dick, the problem. That's... Yeah. <laughs> or lack yeah. thereof. Yeah. Are they like usually completely recoverable injuries? I believe so, according to this article. 
Um, open yeah, tuggedo tab. I didn't even know you could reason. get a penis fracture. <sighs> I mean, it's a weird. I'm learning word a lot today. It. It I'm learning the, a lot today. It's, I mean, it's it's muscular, right? So it's right. a weird word for it to make it sound. I'm muscular. googling photos of this, and it's or not bad. muscular, but you know, vein venous or whatever the fuck. It's not. There's no. no there's no bone. bone. Right. Right. Yeah. There's so a lot fracture of, is a strange word. The internet has given me a lot of drawings on this. I should not no. have clicked on this. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> There's a green one. It's pretty fun. Um, wow. So no, I'm just go- I'm just giving it a Google. and it- That is a picture of my mom's Oh, house. my gosh. Some of these are so <laughs> gross. I almost threw up. It's <laughs> <is> horrible. <laughs> I'm on, on clevelandclinic.org, and they're listing causes, including energetic masturbation, uh, falling onto your erection, rolling over onto your erection, or hitting your penis against a wall or door in a dark room. Which is a TikTok thing right now, right? We're all doing that? That's a hashtag? Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So it sounds like most of it, it's it's when you're erect. Because this article is making it sound like you're just... Right, yeah. but but I mean, the implication being people are putting their tree up with, with boners is what they're doing. I don't know implication. I literally yeah, I don't, don't know. I don't get... I, I don't... Yeah, I'm not sure... Um, mm. don't know. I don't know. Um, should should we go to a story that I do I I I do know at least um the use of? But uh, look, a lot of people sent us this story. I know Elaine Elmanen sent it. Justin Broad, Hugh John. Um, I think I think at least someone else. Am I missing? Oh, Heather Robinson. Uh, look, is Katz it about is all of their? Oh, okay. is this what the one you? you... Is this the one you've just linked? It is the one. Yeah, I think we've, uh, this feels like a, a nice one to close the main episode before we jump to... Uh, we've done the story thing. before, however. Wait, have we? Hold on a second. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait. I'm sorry. You, you linked to the wrong article. You were saying oh, yeah. cats. Oh, right, I linked to an laser beam. Sorry. Oh, there we go then. Kim, we're very professional. I'm learning. Um, I'm learning yeah. so much. Uh, 12 I... years into this podcast, I think. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We really have it together. Um, there we go. This is how we bring yeah, in a new scientists year. Scientists have have lasered a cat video, lasered a cat video across millions of miles. Oh no, we did. Yeah, we did that. Yeah, I'm sorry. Right? We did not do that, did we? Yeah, we've done the laser. I mean, it wasn't the story wasn't like focused on the cat aspect, but just on the laser aspect. We did the laser part of it, but not the the fact that now a cat video has been lasered across. I really don't remember, and we really this, should this... know more about our own show. <laughs> No, it's trauma, you know, block it out. <laughs> um, we block it out. We also, I, this is so weird that that like last episode, we talked about rogue waves and there's all that stuff in California's videos oh, were insane. Venturi, yeah. Crazy shit. This is like. Well, then let's talk about that rather than cat videos. You can look, you can look it up if you, if you're desperate to find out more <laughs> about cat videos. Yeah. I don't know the specifics. That's the, of that's the most upset I've ever heard Matt. I've known Matt <laughs> for 15 years since the most upset. I live it. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, it's quite a thing. These uh, so that that's what a rogue um, wave looks like. On it's like we just talked about it, and then there was a video of one, and it's it's brutal. Well, I don't know if you can call these rogue waves when they're all part of a storm system and they're one after the other, right? It's just a, a, a storm swell. It's happening. It's still happening today. Like I, this oh, is okay. all I've been looking okay. at on Instagram for the last twenty four hours is like. I mean, it's getting up onto like parking lots, moving cars around. People are going to the hospital. It's like a lot the rare of, time. A lot when... of penile fractures. <laughs> of... <laughs> it's the rare time when my favorite Instagram account, Kook Slams, overlaps with mainstream news. 
that's how I first saw it was a video from Santa Cruz. But you guys follow Cook Slams? No, no. What's this? Yeah, it's uh... ostensibly, ostensibly like bad surfers wiping out, but then it, it you know, it, it's sort of ridiculousness style. It's just people hurting themselves, but uh, you know, hopefully funny and not deadly. Mm. But yeah, Cook Slams, I recommend it. And then yeah, I saw the one of the kids who are up on a pretty high cliff in Santa Cruz, you think is pretty safe. And then just another 40 foot wall of water washes them all out into the street. Yeah. The waves hit that wall. But yeah, is there, is there some interesting science to the storm system we're finding here? No, no, I don't, I don't know. I just, <laughs> I, I just, I was just asking if you guys have seen a crazy video. I didn't know it was a proper story. I've... Video is multiple. It's all up and down the California coast. Which, which video are you talking about? Cause there's so many. Uh, I don't know, man. It's just some guy running away. He's like, he's like, oh, check the water. the ocean's cool. And then he's like, fuck. And it's all uh, then. There's water everywhere. Yeah, there's, the venture videos are crazy. The Pismo, uh, Santa Cruz. Again, maybe I've my feed tends more towards waves to begin with, so I'm seeing it everywhere. But um, are you still getting yeah, pimple popping videos? I've gotten myself away from pimple popping, thankfully. Good. Kind of nudged my feed more towards. Uh, yeah, I guess I guess surfing. I don't know. Kim, what's what's your when you what's search your targeted, what's yeah. when you feed? open Instagram and click on the magnifying glass? What kind of awfulness do you see on that page? It's either cat videos, stand up comics, and or dancers. It's the three. Those are the three things I get a lot. That's so healthy. Pardon? That's so healthy. That's so not uh, destructive. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have. Uh, I think twenty twenty four is going to be great because my algorithm is kind to me. That is good. Yeah, you got to nudge, got to massage that algorithm into 24. Yeah, you got to tell it what you want. It's your vision board, man. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm trying to find any angle to explore the scientific aspect of this storm system. And um, yeah, I'm sorry, not, guys. I didn't mean to derail. I mean, I. I no, it is crazy. It's really uh, crazy to watch. It's some of my favorite uh, video content, as long as no one dies. Um, because a lot of these places I've been, you know, I've been to surf at some of these places, and you see, like, there's a there's a surf break called called El Porto down by sort of Redondo Hermosa area, and it's sort of famous for being a place people say is good, but most people's experience is that it's a shit surf break. There's footage of it just firing like 20 foot way. Someone was getting barreled by this 20 foot wave. It looked like looked like a the pipeline. In Hawaii. Anyway, this has been Andy's Surf Corner. Thank you for listening, everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Surfing's fun. Yeah, very cool. But uh, we, yeah, we have one more to round things out. That's yeah, a little science. Let's here. round her out, and then, um, and then obviously get onto our favorite people, the Patreon patrons, yes. where we really take the gloves off. Oh. And um, yeah, it gets pretty nuts over there, guys. Can't if you ever want to Let me take out. a look and see if, um, <laughs> I mean, we could just do a little roundup on spats because we did have an interesting. Uh, we've, had, we've had a couple of spats emails, a, uh, couple can, of, a couple of spats updates. Okay. Can I. Uh, With photographic evidence. Yeah. Can I submit a new spats that I noticed this week? Uh, you should explain to our guest what spats, what, what, what spats is. Kim? Yes. A spats okay. uh, is it, it, you have to, it's, it involves it involves film, right? Uh, like an act, an actor in a film, um, and it has to do with the types of vehicles they have been in in films. Okay. So a, it's an acronym. So spats they have to have been in a spaceship, 
a plane, an automobile, a train, and a ship, like a like some sort of sailing vessel. Okay, that's the that's the spats. Like a Sandra Bullock. Exactly, and it, and it doesn't all have to be in the same film, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but this week, I noticed Gene Hackman, which is a very weird one. Gene Hackman's got a spats. What's his space? Uh, he he played an astronaut in. Uh, surely he was in space in one of the Superman films, but he also played an astronaut. Um, in one of his earlier roles, because uh, which I remember, I'm gonna look it up. Uh, it was one of his first films he did to play an astronaut. But I watched Crimson Tide this week, and I was like, ah, he's got a spats then, you know. Wait, um, Crimson Tide it goes to space? No, he's in a submarine. He's a. <laughs> How many actors? You're just you guessing think- on the space one then, or not? No, I'm not guessing on the space one. Um, I'm trying to find which one it is let me look up his films how many actors do you think are now trying to get a spat because of your podcast probably uh marooned it's called marooned came out in 1969 and like the picture of uh, i mean the the poster is him in a rocket in space uh wow never heard of it that also might be the earliest um i'm not aware of any hackman movies before that when was French Connection was seventies, right? Yeah, his first, first his his first film. No, that was his first like big breakout. But his first film was sixty one. Yeah. Uh, so ten years of just sort of, you know, doing stuff, and then French Connection, and then boom, big star. But I I think like for the first like eight years or so, he still had like a day job and stuff. Um, when he was doing these movies, because he was mainly doing theater. Oh, but then, okay. but then, uh, was Lex Luthor? Did Superman never take him to space? I don't think he did. I don't because I, I think, think the if only he did, space... then it wouldn't have been. In a, does it have to be in a spaceship though? Does it have to be in right? Right. Yes. Yes. Okay. Correct. So marooned. We're, I mean, we got it. We got it for marooned. Okay. Excellent. Um, because I when I saw, uh, not Hunt for Red October, whatever it was, I watched Crimson Tide. I was like, does this give him a spats? And then I had to sort of check, like, has Hackman been to space? What's going on? And I had no idea. This dude's like 93, still around. I had no idea. Um, so C- Christopher Cooper points out that, again, doesn't have the spaceship, which is the hardest one to get, but Michael J. Fox almost spats just as Stuart Little. <laughs> okay. A, single, a rare, near single character spat. And I, I, I don't know... The time uh, machines gonna, count. I mean, we're counting. That's that the as thing. I am. I am going to count it, even, even though it doesn't actually exit the Earth's atmosphere. So, is it really a spaceship? But it goes I, through I, space I do, time. Space time. It goes but... through, yeah, and I, I do think by the time, by the time it's the the hovering, like the Back to the Future Two DeLorean, where it floats in the air rather than sure. driving on wheels. I, I, I think you got to count that. I think you have to count that as a spacecraft. Like... Um. And then, yeah, but then we had a, we had a text, Andy and I. Um, did we? Not hang on. Who texted us? It was a. It was a previous. Oh, it was Steve. It was um. Wasn't it? It was Steve Benequist texted to. Oh yes, the, yeah, yeah. Suggest uh, a possible augmentation to spats, uh, adding horseback, to make it spats, spats. or fats. <laughs> Spaths. Yeah. It does seem like a unique yeah. I mean I mean Hackman's still in there, just easy. 
you know? Unforgiven. Breezes. Yeah, yeah breezes yeah. in. Michael J. Fox still in there from Back to the Future 3. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, a horse, that- horseback's a lot easier than you'd think to to like a lot of times you know when you're thinking about an actor you're like they've never been on a horse and then lo and behold you also know? do commercials mm-hmm. count because don't a lot of actors do commercials in other countries oh yeah oh do you count a commercial i think so yeah i, I think, think so. we'll count commercials and tv shows we'll count any any sort of film work yeah but we forgot to point out that christopher i mean this is how thorough our listeners are he he didn't suffi- he, he didn't think we would trust him if he just said Stuart little does it he sent screen caps of stuart in a train in a car tied to train tracks uh piloting a all, if nothing else thorough. i like that they're very they're very yeah. thorough that's nice yeah. i like that thank very you very thorough and and for our thorough listeners who want to follow up with you kim and see your special oh yeah there it is follow everything you've and and see you live and, and write mean things to me online that? too if you want it could be nice too i'll take it <laughs> yeah I would even say, you know what? If you're listening to this show, I would say write nice things to Kim McVicker online, other than simply <laughs> criticizing say her you... on behalf of an entire gender. I write in that. and say you don't belong in the kitchen. That's oh no, I usually oh yeah, say you're so good, don't go in that kitchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, everything for me is Kim dot McVicker M C V I C A R. I don't know why I put the dot in there. Um, it felt good. Felt good, uh, and then female comedian again. It's coming out February sixth on everything except for Netflix. She's <laughs> 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 just more fun to say for me. And even on Dish, it'll be on Dish if you're a Dish person. So very cool. Get get to all of those. You can find us. Oh, I've got. If you're in LA, I've got a bunch of gigs coming up this coming week. Um, I'm at at Largo on Wednesday the third with Reese Darby and uh, Glenn Wool and some other people, and then. Oh, yeah, that'll be a fun one. And then fun show at a bike bike shop in Burbank. Burbank bike shop. There's a good little bit of alliteration for you. And then I'm some other gigs, but I'll, I'll post them online. But but I the Largo one's always gonna be fun. Um and what's then, the date of Largo one again? Sorry. That is the third, Wednesday the third. Of uh, Janu- January. January is coming. Yeah. Oh, this coming up. Oh man, I'll see if I can get time for that. That'd be cool. Yeah, come into town. Um, and you can find us as always, probablyscience.com on Twitter at probablyscience individually at Jesse Case at Andy T. Wood and at Matt Kirshen. And if you have any questions, comments, clarifications, stories you would like us to cover or further refinements to spatsing, you can email us probablyscience at gmail.com. Uh, you can also find on probablyscience.com. You can find links to all the stories we cover uh, and our Patreon and PayPal uh, links. We'll do an extra bonus story for the Patreon patrons. Uh, but listeners, thank you so much for joining us for 2023. Have a safe and happy new year. And just just watch watch those watch those penises. Yeah. Just be careful mm-hmm. at yeah. least until you get into January, at which point the danger levels go down again. So just watch out. <laughs> Fuck carefully, everybody. Fuck carefully. See you next time. Yep. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye.